0: Hey everybody, welcome to Big Dumb Monsters. Uh, I am Nick. And I am Chris. And this week we are talking about Howl from Beyond the Fog, a kickstarted started uh, kaiju puppet movie with incredible artistic vision.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is the first, I would say, movie we've done that isn't kind of a big, you know, huge monster movie that you might have heard of before. Um this one we kind of go. I wouldn't. It's a little obscure, um, but the influences are something we've kind of touched on before, at least with Godzilla.
0: Yep, and we we take a side tangent uh, to talk about other kind of puppet movies that we enjoy over the years, uh, because I mean, there's not a whole lot of information available to us about this movie just yet, uh, at, in terms of uh, like our trivia and and things like that, but. We do the best we can. We review the movie. We talk about the movie. We talk about other movies like this that have had an impact on us.
1: And it's got a kaiju in it, it's got a big, giant, honking monster. What more yeah, could you does. ask for? No, that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the show.
1: yeah i i for a little bit I thought we were going to have trouble like getting to the 30 minute mark on this episode, but i've uh did a little bit of research I found some interesting stuff on this
0: yeah um i think I think this is going to be a good one to like to segue into other movies of of the of a similar genre
1: yeah no. I, it definitely uh it calls back to our first episode for sure in a big way oh yeah um not just in the you know the the movie itself but actually the um uh the influence uh behind the movie which I'll get into you know later on when we're talking trivia um because believe it or not there's not a lot of trivia on this like i i i didn't even look for better known as but i just kind of like out of curiosity clicked on the the cast and i don't think anybody has been in anything else
0: oh really yeah. Well, I think th- that's um, that's also due to it being uh, a very independent movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, this was actually uh, pr- produced through Kickstarter. Um, the I guess the bulk of the Kickstarter was used to to create the suit uh, for Nebula, which I did not realize was the name of the monster.
0: Yeah, I don't think they use his proper name anywhere in the film, but I think it's just always okay. credited as Nebula. Yeah. I, I just finished watching it. I was looking for it and unless i looked away for just a second when they when they used his name i think it's just a credits thing which huh. is cool because it's a, it's a badass name for a monster
1: yeah yeah I'm like i'm trying to think i'm like it's probably referencing the look of his eyes like yeah it looks like you know like a nebula in space you know yeah um where the fuck was i going to go though i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't um it's really, I, I, oh, one of the things I, I, I really liked, well, overall, I'll say I really like this movie. Um, you know, again, not just because of the theme, but, I mean, the look of it was, I mean, beautiful. Just, I mean, the, the, like, yeah. the really intricate puppets, um, the setting of, you know, this, like, kind of, you know, it's Japan. You don't really know when. Oh, you do. Um, you do. You know exactly when. Oh, do they say it?
0: Yeah. Right in the, right at uh, the beginning of the movie. It's 1909. Oh, I missed. When See, I found that like when, when I was he's doing on the, the research. Yeah, when he's on the train. So okay. the, the movie opens uh, with the the two old people on the bridge. Yeah. And Nebula comes through and like, like crashes. Uh, spoiler alert! If you guys haven't seen this movie, we're we're gonna talk in depth about it, and it's it's probably likely that you haven't seen it because it's it's brand new to America. Uh, but if you're like really into monster movies, you may have caught wind of it and you may have seen it uh check it out on amazon prime um
1: yeah, yeah I wanna say I, it hit prime like within the past two weeks
0: it it hit prime the day that it released for purchase um so what's that that must have been last Tuesday
1: okay yeah about Tuesday, a week and Tuesday, and a half,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, because I had, uh, I had ordered it because I didn't know if it was going to hit prime and
1: sure enough, <laughs> sure enough. It hit
0: prime the next day. Cause I had, I, I guess I technically like pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. So I bought this movie and then it hit prime video the next day. So I already had this copy on its way to me, which is fine. I like having physical copies of movies, um, Anyway, Especially
1: this too, because it's it's a unique thing. Yeah, not a lot of people are going to be are going to have it. A lot of people are you know not going to be familiar with it.
0: Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to be on Prime either.
1: Yeah, this seems know. like one of those things that can just up and go. Like, and you're never going to hear from it again.
0: For sure. But anyway, um, going back to actually what's happening in the movie, um, in the opening sequence, there's the the old people on the bridge, and Nebula crashes that, and then it goes to.
1: Um, uh AG that is it, AG, A-G, A-G. His brother his twin brother who recently okay. had just died um uh, before we move on I want to say that that you know again that scene in the beginning you know <coughs> no dialogue it's just like the music you know you see what's going on and then you know just you, you see these like old people like they're crossing this little rickety rope bridge like the end of temple of doom basically yeah pretty much uh, and, and then nebula just smashes the bridge i don't think it was intentional i mean it's just a big you know Lundering yeah i think, monster
0: i think he was just going a direction and they just happen to be in his way
1: yeah yeah it's,
0: you know the same as like people stepping on ants it's it just it's a thing that happens sucks to be that small i
1: guess
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah but then they declare that it's it's 1909 when you see him on the train
1: yeah i missed that part because i like the whole you know it's only 35 minutes but the whole time i'm like this could honestly be anywhere from like 1850 to like 1950, yeah. Because there, there are like, you know, some modern conventions. There's like you see like power lines, um, mm-hmm. like the yeah. inside. You know, everything looks kind of traditional, but the inside of the the houses look a little bit more modern. Yeah, um, it's it's very
0: AG, it's very small village centric.
1: Yeah, um, you have uh, what's her name Takira? Is that her name Takira?
0: Uh, to to Jiri. Uh,
1: you know, honestly, I was I'd...
0: I was gonna write these down.
1: Yeah, I had it open, and, <laughs> and then I, I changed the uh, the page I had it on. Um, but you have the you know, she's she's kind of you know dressed traditionally. Takiri, it is Takiri. Takiri. Um, you know she's dressed you know traditionally in like a kimono, but Eiji is you know he's wearing like pants and like a shirt with like buttons. He's yeah. like, a little bit more modern. So it, I honestly I could not pinpoint the time, but I I, I just missed that one thing apparently.
0: Yeah, it if it, you you probably just like looked away for two seconds and then missed yeah. it because other, I mean, other than that, there's no real references to specific timelines other than you know basic power lines and trains, which, like you said, could be anywhere from 1850 to 1950 for Christ's mm. sake. Um, but yeah, um, the whole look of this thing absolutely gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I was saying before the the puppets are intricate um, to the point where they almost look living. You know, the the flesh looks real. You know, the, there's not much in the way of facial expression, but it, it just it looks like an actual living thing.
0: Uh, and then to 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 a degree, absolutely, especially with yeah. uh, Takiri. Um, but then you have some of the things like the hands and feet kind of look a little wonky. Oh yeah, For, yeah. I yeah. mean but they're they're puppet hands and feet, excuse me <coughs> oh God, um but I think I think for me uh what what really made it like the look really special was all the the background matte paintings yeah, uh, because they were really, really well done, and, and it's not like super realistic. Mm-hmm. But it's it's realistic enough that it tricks the eye, but it's got this, like, almost like a dark whimsy to it.
1: It's very, like, whimsical and fantasy-like, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, like, the foggy, you know, because the monster always appears in fog. Right. Um, so it's always just very kind of, like, overcast and almost, like, dreamy, you know? Yeah, right, and actually like, that's a that's a really good, dreamy.
0: That's a really good way to to uh to describe it. It's like it's very dreamlike. Yeah. Um especially in uh there are certain scenes like uh flashbacks where it's it's all um
1: the uh, animated. the animated sequence uh, Yeah, when very Takiri... bright and
0: colorful. So it's yeah, almost it's, like Yeah,
1: falling in the water.
0: Yeah. Um it's so it's almost like if like if you close your eyes and then you like you press your fingers into your eyelids. You get that like those colors. Random splotches. colors. Yeah, that's oh, that's exactly what it looks like.
1: It re- the animation style reminded me of kind of what you would whenever I was a kid like see on Sesame Street like not the main sequences with the puppets, but like, there's always the interstitials. Yeah. It was, it was and- all
0: like the Electric Factory.
1: Yes. Yeah, there's just in-betweens where you have the like short animation with maybe like some funky music playing and, and yep. but yeah, it's just the kind of like watercolors and you get like an abstract view of what's going on, and there's just all these colors and it's just it's really I, I really enjoyed that animation sequence. Yeah.
0: So I mean like I I have watched this movie three times in the past week. Um mm. I I will probably still watch this. M- you know, I'll probably throw it on like once a year, maybe every maybe twice a year. At thirty-five
1: uh, minutes, it's a it's a pretty quick watch, and it's not a boring yeah. story either. It's, it's a it's, it's very, a cool it's mood. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's just a cool mood. Um,
1: uh, the basic, you know, b- before we keep going, the basic kind of story <laughs> is you know, uh, Takiri is this kind of. Well, I'm sorry. We we, we started talking about it. We A. G., whose brother just died, um, he's traveling to like, the countryside. Did they ever say why? Just because. Was just because his brother had died and he's kind of just going to, like, clean up his, you know, affairs?
0: Yeah, I think it was because his... Yeah, because his brother had died, so he was going back to live with his mother because he hadn't been raised by his mother. He was raised by, like, other family members. Okay. So I think this is, like, his homecoming.
1: Yeah, and then you find out he had this, you know, cousin that he never knew about um, because, basically, his mom's sister went crazy, <laughs> blinded this poor girl, uh, and they they basically kind of, you know, she was a little kind of off, so they kind of just said, told everybody, you know, oh, she died. Um, yeah. and she's, you know, Ichi's aji Ichi Ichi's his brother, I, I, I keep messing <laughs> that up. Uh, his mom has kind of been taking care of her this whole time, and, you know, and she's just <laughs> living at this, you know, lakeside house basically in the middle of nowhere in rural Japan. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she finds out that she's kind of in communing with this monster. I think she even says later on my, Oh, the mother says to the developers, you know, my family has lived here for centuries. We've worshiped, uh, the lake God, you know, for centuries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man, I really dug I'm, I'm rambling at this point, but I, I really dug this movie.
0: Yeah. So going back to, uh, her blinding, um, what did you get from that scene? Like, so if you had to pick out what, the cause was for that what what would you say
1: I kind of like attributed it to the like traditional you know sense in Japan where i don't know if maybe I'm, like I'm just kind of like laying over you know laying this onto the culture, but one of the things that's always kind of you know impressed on us about Japanese culture is that there's like a striving for perfection you know you have to be you know you have to live a certain way according, you know according to you know, a certain like kind of honor system, yeah. And you know, Takiri being kind of, they never really like she just said they just kind of say like oh she's a little bit kooky, um. So she's kind of not traditional, and I think that kind of brought shame to the mother. And then I think you know just years of dealing with that just drove her crazy, which led her you know to to blind the girl and then ultimately kill herself. Okay, that's what um, I, I thought anyway.
0: For me, I th- I think I might have gone a little more like um visually literal with it Mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure uh takiri's father they say uh, she just went off and had a child with a stranger i'm pretty sure that her father might have been white and in all those animations you see that she has she has blue eyes
1: Yes, because there's when in that sequence she's like, uh, you know, my mother says my eyes are like a monster's or something like that yeah so
0: yeah. i I figured it as I guess along the sort of the same lines as what you were thinking with yeah, the, it does uh, fall into that where with the traditionalism hmm so if she's you know half Japanese, half white, she would probably be looked down upon from a like a traditional uh Japanese values standpoint. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, that that makes so a I think lot it's
0: of like sense. A, so I think it's like a, a like a touch on on racism. And her mother thinking that if even if she's blind she'll have a better life than if people know that she's you know to to uh to use a, a terrible term like a half breed, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I spent a good portion of the movie trying to figure out what the symbolism like, of the monster itself was, you know, is it, is it, I, I, I came back to my main argument. I, I think the monster is symbolizing the opposite of what I think we would normally would think it was. And I, I think most people would say, Oh, it's, you know, the it symbolizes the traditional system. I don't think that's it. I think it symbolizes kind of a more modern, less, you know, constricted way of living. Uh, and now that I think about it, the end of the ending of the movie so like, hammers
0: that home. He's he represents like a like a freedom.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna break out. It's gonna you know no matter how hard you try to constrain people with these you know these customs, um, and these traditions, their you know own wants and desires to be just whatever they want to be are gonna break out of that. And I think that's what the monster represents because at the end of the movie, you know, she even says to him, "We can do whatever we want now. We're free to do whatever we want." Yeah. So, uh, i didn't man i didn't even think about that when is when i started uh, rambling on about that theory, yeah, good thing it paid off in the end hell yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: but yeah, like' cause i think to to double down on that um a g was um i think starting to get involved in the politics of that town mm. where uh all, like those land developers wanted to buy his family's um Property uh, actually, they had bought some of it, I think this is what the plot line was, and then they kept coming back for more and they wanted to buy more and buy more. Um, but his mother was holding out on it, and I think he was starting to feel a responsibility to to step in and and um kind of do something about it mm-hmm. and then by the end of the movie, he doesn't have to because he's He's now free because everything's been destroyed, like pretty much the whole village is gone um, yeah,
1: the monster just wipes everything out and again yep. it wasn't wasn't intentional per se. he was just in a frenzy at that point because you know he'd just been shot at and you know he you know basically the one person that he's connected with he these people tried to kill
0: yeah so i think um I think the monster represents a lot of uh Choice and freedom, uh, and and stepping away from the the traditional mindset. I think I think we're on the same page with that one.
1: Yeah. uh What did you think of the look of the monster?
0: I thought he looked rad.
1: Yeah. Um, it's kind his... of it's it's I was gonna say it's somewhere between a Brontosaurus and Godzilla ninety eight, I mean that in a good way. Like even yeah, that movie's pretty horrible.
0: Yeah. No, they they did a lot of really cool things. Um, to tie in that he's he's very aquatic he's a lake monster, so like they had the 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 kind of seaweed algae shit growing all over him but
1: and he had the, like trees growing out of his back, which I thought was really. yeah, cool. that was
0: my favorite part <laughs> um the yeah the trees growing out of his back, and the like the the shape and the molding of his face really, really well done it's actually um in the there's like a making of uh, section at the end of the movie and they show you like a time-lapse of the guy uh, sculpting it all. And it's, it's really, really nice work.
1: I was say, did it say how long it took him to build the suit? Um,
0: I don't remember if it did or not, hmm. but it was, it was a lot of work. I know that because he, they built it to scale. I think they might've built a couple like a like a small version for uh, closer scenes with the puppets, and then like a a version that a guy could get in and and walk yeah around. yeah because
1: obviously the, the main one uh, looks like a dude like inside of it you know moving
0: yeah. around yep and they show all that stuff. So, did you hear about this movie before I had suggested?
1: I did. I, I heard about it a couple of years ago, and then it just completely passed out of my, you know, out of my memory until you had mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, I just, because I, I remember being excited at the time, like, ooh, you know, kaiju movie with puppets, like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I thought, you know, sure enough, it was. <laughs> uh, my,
0: my Thunderbirds Godzilla fanfic is finally coming to
1: life. <laughs> this is the day I have been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I had... I heard about this movie. Um there's a there's a comic book artist and writer uh named Sophie Campbell. I don't know yes. if you're familiar. Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For our uninitiated, um Sophie Campbell uh has her own series uh called Wet Moon. Um but I think right now she's very famous for working on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Okay. Or uh who's it? Is it
1: IDW? I think they're the ones doing that. I believe so. That's one of those like properties that bounces around every yeah. couple of years. Yeah, because I think Dark Horse I, I, had it for a while. Yeah, I want to say it's at IDW right now. It's either that or like Boom or like Dynamite, one of those like yeah. studios that's known for like picking up IP.
0: Um but um but she is a uh kaiju and Godzilla like freak. Uh if you if you follow her on uh, Twitter, uh, you'll see, like, there's all kinds of, like, collector's pieces coming in all the time, taking pictures of, posting, and shit. <laughs> I know and, what that's like. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think if you had helped kickstart this movie, uh, you got a, like, a pre-release version of the Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. Oh, and, wow. And, um she had posted it and i didn't know anything about it but i i knew the cover looked really badass and then i looked yes. into it and i saw that it was it was a like a kaiju movie with puppets and stuff and it just it like it grabbed my attention then and this was jesus christ maybe 6 months ago or so mm. yeah um
1: yeah no, I had heard about this a while, but I want to say probably around the time the Kickstarter came out, yeah, and it was just one of those things like I have to remember to see that when it comes out, yep, which of course I completely forgot about
0: well, that'll happen i mean there yeah. there's so many new things coming out all the time you, you can't unless you make a physical list, you're never going to remember everything you want to see
1: yeah, not to and mention, have... there's been some stuff going on in the past year and a half, I don't know if yeah uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if
0: anybody's familiar.
1: <laughs> um, um, I don't want to spoil the ending but I um, We did <laughs> uh, Yeah yeah well I mean we won't get into the, the very nitty gritty of it but I just thought the the confrontation at the end you know, on the bridge was just really like I was genuinely afraid that this monster was going to die
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah cause uh, I mean they don't there's not a whole ton of time that you spend with Nebula yeah but what you do like you understand that he's not this big malicious monster um, and you get the idea that he's been there for so long that like um people's ancestors treated him like a god, so yeah yeah, there's either the mythology that he is a god or they're there was the idea that a god or a celestial being or whatever lived in that lake. And then he showed up to live there and they assumed it was him. I mean, they don't really clarify that, but like you can kind of make your own yeah. assumptions.
1: Yeah. I want to say as they're pulling, uh, A.G.'s mom out of the rubble of the village, they're like, what happened? And she says, you know, Lake monster got angry. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. sorry, the lake God got angry and destroyed everything.
0: Yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff around that, um, so you you can kind of you you fill in the blanks. You 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 wind up filling in a lot of blanks on your own, just because. With a thirty-five
1: the, minute movie, yeah, you, yeah. you kind of have to.
0: Which is is <laughs> fine. It's totally fine. I don't need everything explained to me. Like I've said in other other shows before, like I like a mystery. You know, uh, certain things I definitely need spelled out for me for. You know, like clarity's sake, but things like this, I don't need it. You know, yeah. I can I can kind of fill in my own history there and and make it fun.
1: Yeah, it definitely stands on its own. Uh, even you know, despite the you know, I don't even want to say despite the length because again, it's not a not a bad thing.
0: I don't think it needed to be any longer.
1: No, I was going to say, as somebody who's you know has a little bit of experience in animation, um, I can only imagine how long this took. You know, this took to make. Um, yeah, even you know i i've done a little i've had a little bit of experience in stop motion and i know that takes forever this might be a little bit less you know intensive than that but still probably quite yeah 'cause a long i mean like time. they
0: could they could, they could do live filming with with puppeteers and stuff but yeah yeah certain sequences like all the animated sequences um all the there was there was uh, i don't wanna say it was c g i but like there was there was like digital layering you know, like like yeah. almost like green screen stuff, mm-hmm. uh, where they would have like the puppets in the foreground and nebula in the background, and then all the fog would come through. Even and...
1: even some of the sets, it must have taken months to build. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, you just see you know these sprawling Japanese like forests in the mountains. And yeah, you, you see individual little trees that are just you know somebody had to make each one of those trees or you know yeah. arrange them you know in that way.
0: This is definitely not like a party movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, you you throw this one on when you want something pretty to look at, you know. Yeah, um, the story is good. Uh, the The visuals are great. The puppets are great. The costumes are great. I'm gonna ha- for for me for what this is nine out of ten.
1: Yeah, I I can absolutely agree with that. I was gonna, I think I'm actually gonna give it also a nine, because I, I think I've said this three or four times at this point. The look of this movie is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, oh, just, the, the again, music too. Yeah, yeah. The like there's some very like kind of mellow traditional stuff, but there's also like a little bit more modern stuff too. It sounds like
0: yeah um, at the, uh, during the ending sequence actually this is the one thing i had a little bit of a problem with um during the the later sequence where nebula is is um being fired upon by the guy with the cannon mm-hmm. the the music itself was good it it's got like that traditional japanese or asian flair to it and then it's got a little bit of like like techno sprinkled in, totally yeah. fine. I like that. But then there's like a modern set of lyrics on top of it, and that's <laughs> yes. like that's that's kind of where I draw the line with that.
1: Um, and it's like the stuff you would hear again. Uh, I, I, and I like that it. Would sound like racist, if... <laughs> but like it's always like when you're at like a you know like an Asian restaurant, it's there's always like the music you hear like coming from either like in the kitchen area or like and it's, it sounds kind of like rock, but it's just. Not it's just a little south of rock. I don't know what you like, what to call it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.
0: Like, so if if that song was on a playlist or something like that, I would listen to it. Like, it was it was cool. It was chill kind of music. Yeah. It just with the lyrics and exactly what she was saying, that didn't really mesh with the whole thing. But overall, I can't really knock it.
1: Yeah, it definitely it definitely fit with the with the movie. There was nothing that that took me out of it. Um but again, just like my hats off to the to the puppeteers and whoever created the scenery and just the look of everything because it's it is like immaculate.
0: Yeah. It was it was really really good.
1: Um moving on, uh this is where we would normally do the the better known as in the trivia. Um little tough <laughs> for this movie. Not to bother with trivia. I used to kind of trivia. Probably you know, probably just because it's so new to you know the American audiences um, that there's not a lot of stuff available on IMDB. There are literally three facts on the trivia page, uh, and two of them aren't even like trivia facts. The first one. Made of a cast, compromised of puppets. As if you didn't know that by watching the movie. Yep. Uh, The second fact is an independent tokusatsu kaiju short film. Uh, I know kaiju, you know, giant monsters. I don't know what tokusatsu is.
0: I wonder if that's like a genre inside a genre.
1: It could be. Maybe it's the style of puppetry. You know, that could be a Japanese Uh, word for it. Yeah. Um, and then the, this one was actually interesting. Uh, SRS Cinema, the film's American distributor, confirmed that the Mockbuster-esque cover of their DVD release is made at the request of retailers. Um, there are two movie posters for this. One of them, uh, he was very close to the movie. It's kind of a, a look, uh, through this traditional, like, Japanese, like, Shinto arch. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, looking out at the monster, and it's just very... You know, in line with the look of the movie. It's very artistic and flowery. And there's just, you see, you know, a good you know, shot of the monster in the haze. Um, that's not the poster they're talking about. There's another one, uh, as I was looking through the images. it's It, it kind of looks like the Train to Busan cover, almost. Like it's got the same, um, like, the font style and the lettering. Yeah. Uh, and it's got, like, this kind of, like, snarly action shot of the monster. Yeah, and I guess a lot of the fans did not uh, appreciate that, and I, I can kind of see why. Because
0: that's that's the one that's on the cover of the DVD that I got.
1: Yeah, it's and offering up a, a movie that really you're not getting.
0: Yeah, it's not an action movie. Yeah, you know, it's not a big scary monster all the time kind of movie. It's a drama
1: with a monster in it. You know?
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I I would have much rather had the original um, cover art.
1: Yeah but it, it, the, the mean, original poster I, is if i can't again, get it,
0: I can't get it so it's it is what it is
1: <laughs> uh but you know very much in line with the look of the movie it's it's a really incredible image yeah um I guess you know I did a little bit more research into this because uh, there wasn't avail- you know much available on it uh through i m d b our normal uh trivia dealer um, but this was uh apparently influenced by uh, uh, excuse me. The Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms and the story that it was based on, uh, called the Foghorn. Um, we talked about the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms a little bit when we talked about Godzilla. Um, yeah, that was the the monster movie that came out a little bit before Godzilla, and uh, the look of Godzilla is kind of based on that monster also. Okay. Um, but the story, uh, the original story, uh, was originally called the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. It was optioned for the movie. Uh, uh, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms and so they changed the name of it to The Foghorn in the 70s for some reason I guess kind of just to distance it from that but this is actually a pretty influential story it looks like just from reading up on it Um, not only did it influence those two movies Beast from 20,000 Fathoms and Godzilla it uh (laughs) its influence is pretty far reaching Uh, the plot in the 13th episode of Pokemon Mystery at the Lighthouse is based on the short story uh, of the the Foghorn.
0: Get the fuck um, out of here! Yeah,
1: yeah. oh, and I should say before I, I, I skipped over the, the plot of the Foghorn is um, it's very similar to this. It's 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 set uh it's in America because it's written by Ray Bradbury actually. Um, Points. Yeah, it's 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 a story about a monster who basically falls in love with a lighthouse because the foghorn and the lighthouse makes the sound. Uh, you know they're suspecting of a female version of the monster, um, so the monster thinks it's a female, basically ignoring him. Uh, uh, so it just yeah, oh. gets them all horned up.
0: I remember that episode of Pokemon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but aside from Pokemon, it also influenced. It was the inspiration behind the 1986 film Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home, uh, according to Leonard Nimoy. Jesus Christ, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one with the whales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course the influence of this short story contributed to the creation of the Godzilla franchise. Hmm. So yeah, the the Foghorn uh getting some play uh, as, as far as uh you know pop culture recycling.
0: Yeah, man. Well, it's I mean it's a Ray Bradbury story too, so it's it's got reach as far yeah. as, you know, who wrote it. So yeah, I guess a lot of people are really going to be uh, you know, like picking and choosing you you can't you can't really beat Bradbury
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: for something to be influenced by
1: although I will say i we were forced to read um Fahrenheit? something wicked this way comes I to read that too. I yeah. did not enjoy something wicked this way comes, I think specifically because I hated that movie when I was a kid,
0: I don't know that I've ever seen that,
1: yeah, it, it just looked like a boring like. I just it just did not like if look at like a monster movie and like the monster was a circus, and like I just mm, I don't know about this. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's people in our audience who are like, Fuck you, That's a great movie, Ann. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um charming yeah, of
0: you to say we have an audience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, there are five people listening to this right now, and probably I'm sure at least one of them are angry.:
0: Hi, Arthur. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah I mean that's really it They, they. I found a little bit of info about the Kickstarter um, I think I said this earlier most of the money went to the creation <laughs> of the Nebula suit yeah uh, I guess this was he actually had done a short version of this in 2007 uh, the creator of this uh, as kind of like a just a proof of concept <laughs> that you know they could make it sure yeah well, the uh, the Kickstarter
0: originally hit in, what, 2017?
1: Yeah, uh, November 30th, 2017, and then the movie was released in July of uh, 2019.
0: Okay. So, yeah, that's...
1: Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Wait, no, no. Photography began in January. A uh, pilot reel was shown in July. Uh, the film wrapped in November and uh, premiered in uh, November 24th. Okay. So it was in 2017. Yeah, 2019, I'm sorry.
0: So it took them like two years from funding to finish product?
1: I don't know. It sounds like maybe they have had gotten some of it done prior to that. Okay. Uh, and they needed the funding to finish, you know, again, for the monster scene. Okay. So probably the bigger, like the, you know, the ending, the bridge scene, maybe some of the stuff at the lake they needed to finish before they could uh you know get you know put this yeah. out
0: well i would think a decent amount of that money would have gone to sets and and things like that in construction but yeah also uh the the artist for the map paintings
1: yeah i i'm, I'm sorry i just got a uh, a larger version of the uh that movie poster it looks really cool
0: yeah it's it's really really cool uh i actually liked the it, during the end credits, the traditional um, Japanese like artwork versions. Yes, those were really cool. Yeah, the,
1: the like the paintings on like parchment paper. Yeah, thing. Yep. yeah.
0: Because yeah, because yeah, you see like, the big dragon. Yeah, the dragon, and then it actually there's a version of Nebula that they go to, and that's that was really cool. So let's move on to. Some other puppet-themed shit. All um, right. I went through and I found five five puppet movies that are either special to me or uh, had like a really big like cultural impact. Okay. Um, for starters, Puppet Master. You know, because horror movies. Why not?
1: I I have actually never seen uh, the. I've never seen any of those. I know I've seen like bits and pieces of some of uh, them. Oh, really? Um, but I, yeah, I've never seen any uh, of them. Oh man, they used they to be at.
0: on TV all the time in the nineties.
1: Yeah, that was um like in the eighties and nineties. I want to say those were on like Cinemax and HBO like all <laughs> the time.
0: Um. So yeah that that first Puppet Master movie, I always I always really liked. Uh, just get it was. Just unsettling because of the design of the puppets and and then the story behind it all with the Nazis and the occult.
1: Yeah, was, what is this? He was like, he did he work for the Nazis or like was he building puppets to fight the Nazis?
0: Um, they were they were designed to fight Nazis. Uh, okay. actually, you know what? I might be messing up the the uh, timeline because. I feel like that that background information was from later movies. But anyway, like they're <laughs> they're all each character is like inspired by a different person in that that guy's um past. Mm-hmm. Um but each like they're all like really twisted looking and and crazy and just like those always stuck with me personally. So yeah. that that one's that one's kind of special cuz I used to watch a lot of those movies. Um another one is uh any of the movies by uh, with with the muppets you know like Oh yes. They're just classics every single one of them. Um
1: even even the newer ones like the the muppets um was there one that came out after the muppets that one might not have been as good but I the first one they put out in a while, the one with uh, Jason Seager, Yeah, that one was great. It was awesome. <laughs> I think uh I even liked that show they did on ABC for a while. Like it got canceled because a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was hilarious. I think I saw
0: like one or two episodes and then just never went back. Not because I wasn't enjoying uh... it, just because I forget a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: But I mean you, you cannot deny the cultural impact that the Muppet Show has had.
1: Yeah. Uh, that uh we, we started checking those out not that long ago when they put them on Disney Plus. I gotta get back into watching yeah. those. It's
0: it's so great. Um but I, I mean, really anything that Jim Henson put his name on was good. Yeah. Uh I was I was gonna
1: mention something, but I didn't know if it was on okay. the list.
0: Uh so Yeah. Another obvious one is gonna be Team America.
1: Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh
1: that that I haven't watched in a long time, but I I remember I worked in a video store when that came out, so I watched that movie all
0: Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in that movie that you either love or hate.
1: <laughs> Just the scene of that one puppet continuously vomiting. Yep. <laughs> like...
0: I love it. <laughs> the movie's fucking ridiculous. I mean that was uh, that was Matt Stone and Trey Parker at like the height of their power. Like they yeah. could do no wrong. Like yeah, South Park was getting you know, like as much praise as it got criticism, but it all fed their machine. Like you, you could not deny the, the power that they had.
1: Did you ever see Orgasmo? I did not. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if it's available to watch anywhere at this point. It, but if it wow. is, we, we should do a movie. Oh my,
0: I think it was on Netflix for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I, I believe so. I have, that's another one I haven't seen in a while. But again, that's, it's around that same time, I believe. Maybe like, Probably a few years before Team America. Uh, but it's, it's that same yeah, I think, type of humor. That, I think yeah. it was Orgasmo
0: and then Basketball
1: and then Team America. Yes, I forgot about baseball. Oh. That's another great movie.
0: See, that one didn't really stick with me.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, God, I can watch that. This kid's only seven years old. He smells like Christian Slater. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: okay, moving oh, okay. on from that one. Uh, how familiar are you with old Peter Jackson? Like pr- I have not seen Meet the Feebles. Because uh, that's exactly where I was going.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know how many times yeah. I've seen Meet the Feebles, but I know it's too many. <laughs> it's So for anybody that is not familiar, uh, Peter Jackson, uh, famed Lord of the Rings director, uh, before he was making like big Hollywood movies, he was making garbage New Zealand movies.
1: <laughs> bad taste. Oh, bad taste. <laughs>
0: like it's they're they're like if you have quote unquote like bad movie night, which I used to have all the time, these are perfect because like the acting yeah, is yeah. shit. The, the like the the props and and the dialogue and the storylines, they're all garbage. The the best like I get, quote unquote best work that he did before Lord of the Rings was probably Dead Alive. His uh, his zombie okay. movie,
1: which yeah, I want to say I've seen that. It's just
0: chock full of one liners and crow shit. So like that is just <laughs> perfect for a comedic zombie movie. But Meet the Feebles is like if you took the Muppet Show, like the the basis of the Muppet Show, and you just made it as rancid as possible. <laughs> like the the main the main uh, the main puppet character is like is it like dying of uh stds like so you're basically like watching him get like uh it basically fucking melt through the whole movie because of how oh yeah because of how bad it is but like
1: the whole I gotta, well,
0: I, the whole thing is just perverse and it's amazing
1: yeah i want to say it's streaming on like prime or some other service or at least it was recently yeah. Um I, I gotta watch this movie.
0: Uh I had my wife watch it with me one night and she was not amused. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh and then the last one I have here I wrote down a little bit a little list, so I could I wouldn't remember uh so I wouldn't forget. Uh <laughs> probably the best most impactful puppet centric movie for me is Labyrinth.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I, that, I didn't even think of that one. But yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Is, that, I, that's, that is a, I haven't seen that in a few that's years. Also. So fucking good.
0: Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, what about The Dark Crystal?
1: I, that's the one I, I mentioned before. I'm like, I don't know if it's on your list, so I won't say anything. But that's the one I was thinking.
0: I about. never really watched it as a kid.
1: Oh man, I watched that a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I when I was younger, it was on HBO a lot, and then it kind of disappeared for a while because um, it was you know that it was you know pre-internet, so it was you know it wasn't something you could just throw on like YouTube or something. Um, and then when I worked, uh, I, again, I worked at a video store for a while. Uh, I I like that was one of the first movies I rented. Um, I used to be able to rent that movie out within five minutes, like at will. All I would have to do was put it on the big video wall in the back. Yeah. Uh, every single time, with I couldn't even get through the opening credits. <laughs> Somebody would be like, "Oh my god, I need to rent that movie right <laughs> now!" Like, every time, yeah. <laughs> like either like I loved it when I was a kid, or what is this? I need to see what this is like immediately. Yeah, see, I didn't. Like I said,
0: like it, it just wasn't a movie that I saw a bunch as a kid. I think I saw mm-hmm. it once when I was at like my cousin's house when I was like ten or something, and then I think I saw it once as an adult. Yeah. So it just it just never really did anything for me. I love the design of everything like this. The Skeksis are fucking cool. I love them, their designs, but. I don't know. It just it just wasn't my movie. I guess.
1: I, I will say, like the story can be you know kind of a bit dry, especially for a kid. Yeah. You know the thing that definitely kept me there was the you know the puppets and like the look of it. Yeah. Um. But I yeah that one was huge for me more so than labyrinth because I I, I would say I've seen that I, I've, I've seen the dark crystal way more than I've seen labyrinth. Yeah.
0: Which is fine. I mean I I, I can understand like the labyrinth movie, not being for everybody because you know. Not everybody likes David Bowie because they're they're <laughs> wrong and they're terrible people, but exactly, yeah. Uh, and you know the main character is pretty whiny, but like that's her that's her development and growth. She goes from being like super whiny and shitty to to kind of being strong and and standing on her own two feet.
1: But but yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean the, the puppets in that movie. I mean from Bluto, this giant like hulking beast. Yeah. Ludo. Um,
0: uh,
1: it's I thought it was Ludo. No, it's Ludo.
0: L U D O.
1: How about that? Um. Oh God, this is I shouldn't even. I'll, oh, I have a story. Here we go. for after the yeah after the recording. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll tell it because I don't think this person is listening, and if they are, dude, I'm sorry. I never said this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like. Uh, when we were in high school, I wouldn't even give, like, details, but, like, one of the kids we went to school's mom, you know, his his mom worked in the school. Uh, and, like, she maybe had a slight resemblance to Hoggle uh, from Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, I just remember one day in study hall, like, I forget what the hell happened, but we were all laughing about something. And then my one friend just says to the other kid, like, dude, your mom looks like Hoggle. Jesus Lapper. Christ. Yeah, like, oh, God, it was so horrible. <laughs> like, oh. Hoggle is Hoggle's friend. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I, I will absolve myself of, you know, ever referring to his mom as uh, that. Like Somebody did it. But I sure as hell, yeah, I sure as hell did laugh at the comparison.
0: <laughs> Rude.
1: Yeah, one of the things I'm sure I'm going to hell for.
0: Yeah, well, we got that <laughs> that velvet roped section there waiting for us. It's fine.
1: <laughs> um, but the uh, I forget what they're even called in Labyrinth. But the um, the puppets that are all like dancing down by the fire and like they're just pulling their heads off yep. and like their limbs are like changing. Yeah, up.
0: it's the uh, the acid trip scene. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's even that funky song playing when they're all, like, dancing and stuff. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's very, like, uh, Rastafarian kind of reggae stuff. <laughs> so what are some puppet movies other than the the ones we've just talked about that, that were maybe impactful for you?
1: I'm trying to think. I mean, we hit the big ones Yeah, like the Muppets. Um, you know, I talked about the Dark Crystal. That was definitely a big one for me. Huh. I'm trying to think of, like, any others, like... See,
0: so, I mean, like, there are other movies where you go, like, all oh, it had puppets in it, but I wouldn't consider them, yeah. like, a puppet movie. Like, uh, Gremlins or, or something like that. I mean, there were a lot of them, but they were all basically yeah. the same thing.
1: Yeah. I, uh... Oh, man, I watched uh, Gremlins with... I watched Gremlins 2 a lot, specifically. <laughs> Even though I will say that is the lesser of the movie, but I think it's like comparing apples and oranges because they're two like kind of completely different movies. One of them is, you know, your blockbuster, not necessarily horror like, you know, movie. Then you have the second one, which is just so batshit crazy, like off the rails, like what the fuck is going on that I don't know, in my in my personal opinion, it goes all the way around like to being good again. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like they—they the they, like they cranked the dial until it fucking broke off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Just because like it's just I, I I watched Gremlins two recently for the first time in a while and like it just did not occur to me how just goofy that movie was. You know, when I was a kid, I was just oh, this is you know. Yeah, it's a, I was a kid. Like it's just a typical it's movie. Like,
0: it's like the entire movie is the bar scene in the first movie.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what this is This is like alien and aliens
1: <laughs> yeah it's that's pretty much it. They're just so in you know in terms of just what the movies are, it's just your you know your traditional kind of like blockbuster like you know holiday ish movie yep. and then this just what the fuck like even to the point where it had different versions between like the theater version, the home video version, like the t v version oh did it really? Yeah, the the scene in the in the middle, um, I want to say the one everybody is most familiar with, where it kind of like goes it breaks the fourth wall, and then they're in the theater and it's all the Gremlins and like Hulk Hogan's in the theater and he's like, hey brother, like we're trying to get through this movie. That uh, when I first saw it, uh, I want to say we rented it. That whole scene isn't in the movie. It's a completely different scene with John Wayne. What? And like he's having a yeah he's having a shootout. With like these gremlins and like you these gremlins dressed as cowboys and like John Wayne shooting these fucking gremlins, um, and I want to say there's even like a third version too. I-, I might be mistaken about that, but there's at least two versions of that movie. That's wild. Yeah, I've I've never seen the John Wayne one again since.
0: Oh sure, I'm gonna have to look into that because I think I have the second one on DVD. I'll have to check and see what, mm-hmm. what it is.
1: Yeah, I think at some point they just said, we're never, you know, we're just going to stick with the Hulk Hogan version. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm going to Google that right uh, now. Do it. <laughs> this is really exciting podcast content yeah. right
0: here. Listen to me, Google. Click, 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 click.
1: Yeah. Uh, John Wayne Scene, Gremlins Wiki. Here we go. Too many mice on my desk. Why isn't this moving anything? Yeah, in the VHS, vers- excuse me, the VHS version, an alternate sequence of Gremlins 2 shows John Wayne appearing in the scene, following the moment the shadow puppet Gremlins break the fourth wall. Wayne confronts a western-themed battle, an allusion to his primary apparitions in western. That's a fucked up sentence. Whoever wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> it should be primary appearances in western films. He defeats them quickly and forces them to continue the rest of their own movie. <laughs> That's silly. Uh, and you, yeah, you can watch it here. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like puppet heavy stuff. I see. I was never big into like the Sid and Marty Croft stuff. That was like just before, me. yeah, like the you know. H- H.R. Puff and stuff and like Sigmund the Sea Monster. Yeah. I mean, Pee-Wee's Playhouse. Uh, that's, oh, you know, shit. How did I yeah. forget that one? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yep. That one was definitely in my wheelhouse.
0: I love that Rob Zombie worked on that show.
1: <laughs> There's so, like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was a uh, Cowboy Curtis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the King of Cartoons was Blackula.
0: Get out of here.
1: I swear that is the truth. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that that show, for sure. I mean, oh, I think that came out in 86 or 85. Um, So I was like 6 or 7 at the time. Um, Did the show come out
0: after the movies?
1: No, you're right. You're right. The show was like 88, Yeah, I think. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I think, was 85.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right. That's exactly yeah. as old as I am.
1: <laughs> God. Oh, man. But I Like, every Saturday morning, I was there. For, I think it was on MTV, too. It was one of those things that, like... It was very... All right, we know kids like this. Yeah. Yeah, but you fucking stoner college kids are watching this, too. Yeah, it's like
0: when they used to show Ren and Stimpy on MTV.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: All right, I think that's going to do it.
1: We, yeah, uh, we've uh, we w- we've certainly talked longer than the movie.
0: Yeah, we have. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to make it through a whole episode-length uh, discussion, but here we are.
1: Here we are. <laughs> it's probably because
0: we, we sidetracked hard.
1: Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's podcasting. The entire industry is built on sidetracks. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs>
0: Everything's fine. But anyway... Uh, uh, as always, you guys can find us uh, at www.bigdumbmonsterspodcast.com. dot dot com. You can shoot us an email at bigdumbmonsters at gmail dot com. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at dumb underscore monsters and Facebook. We're on Big Dumb Monsters Pod. I realize that our names for all these social media outlets are different. Uh,
1: yeah, that's uh, not by design.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always. Like something was unavailable, so he couldn't make them again. Exactly yeah, I the know thing.
1: that's what happened with Twitter because I, I put in like our whole name and then like I just accepted it and then like I just realized it changed it automatically. So, yeah, we're dumb underscore monsters. Yep, oh, <laughs> yeah, you can find us. And we have uh recently exploded onto uh, I think we're up to like seven or eight different podcast platforms right now. Oh, are right. we? Uh, so, we're out there, folks. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah.
0: Spotify, I know we're on Apple, uh uh podcast. anchor fm yep.
1: uh yeah there's ones i've never heard of pocket Cast is one yep. uh i don't know we're we're uh google podcast i think is another one we're yeah, on so it, so we're out there folks give us a listen give us a like uh, a rating uh what, what have you whatever you uh whatever you wish yeah
0: because any any uh any positive reviews that you guys leave on there means that somebody's listening and that gets us promotion so help us out and with that i think it is time to say goodbye Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye.